Welcome to a new episode of the podcast. I am so excited about today's topic and today's guest. Siobhan John is on the show today. Siobhan is a workplace wellness expert, a speaker, a wellness educator, and she's devoted to helping leaders reimagine success and what it means to be well. That's just literally the one sentence. Siobhan is so many things, and she is doing so much in this space. And what's so cool is I've known Siobhan for, I think, 10 years or so. And she has been talking about this for 10 years since I've known her. She is in the world of wellness, doing the work, teaching us how to do it. And what's so exciting is that this industry, I, I read that it went from a $4.3 trillion industry in 2020 to it's supposed to expand to a $7 trillion industry by 2025. And Siobhan is truly on the leading edge of this conversation. So I hope you enjoy this conversation with Siobhan John. Siobhan, thank you so much for being here today. I am so excited to interview you. Thank you. I'm so excited to talk to you too, Gwen. <laughs> right. We are friends. So I shouldn't, it's more than an interview. It's a conversation, yeah. but also it's really exciting. I'm just so inspired by you. And so I'm thrilled to have you on the show. So I'd like to kick off the conversation by asking you, what is going awesome in your world these days? I love this question. What's going awesome for me? I think what's going awesome is just being immersed in community. I feel so blessed to have an amazing community of friends and family. And I've just been really leaning in uh, through going to run clubs, spending time with friends, spending time with family members. Like I feel that that is a very big, awesome part of my life that I'm very grateful for. Mm, I love that so much, especially coming out of the last couple of years when so many of us were so isolated and didn't see people or do much. This is, that's a beautiful thing to hear. So I'm so, so excited to talk to you because as a wellness expert, as a workplace wellness expert, this is truly the foundation of what people need to actually be successful. And this is where you loved, this is the space you work in and love to talk about. So first of all, could you just share with us what got you into the wellness world? What made you say, I need to work in this industry? Yeah, so I haven't met many folks who work within the wellness sphere without having like some type of personal connection. Uh, there's always some sort of backstory, whether it's their own personal story or someone that they're closely related to. But for myself, what drew me to the wellness industry, quote unquote, uh, is just my own personal journey uh, with well-being and unwellness, as I like to say. So I've had my own personal struggles with like mental health. Um, I've experienced burnout, uh, live with depression and anxiety, and having gone through or still ongoing because <laughs> like wellness is a very much long lasting journey uh it really inspired me in going through those different various markers in life to know that we don't have to do it alone uh and navigate through these challenges alone and also realizing like how much our well-being plays such a fundamental role in our being our existence our our sense of self our a way that we relate and show up at work, the way that we show up with family, the way we show up in community, and how nothing is really possible unless we're, that we're good, and that we have the things, the conditions for us to be well. And I think the last couple of years has really pushed that to the forefront, <laughs> where we're seeing that a lot of the things that we've considered necessary for our well-being may not be the things that we might need and the things that are necessary are not equitable or accessible to all so i think having gone through different experiences um having the opportunity to learn or to learn from teachers or just learn through my own healing it really inspired me to kind of take all of those experiences and use them for for good you know because a lot of times our, our experiences with unwellness it, it comes a little bit of darkness <laughs> and I think for me it was about being able to pull the light out of that 
and want to be able to help and support in a positive way to others. Well, a lot to unpack there, but something that's just coming up, coming to mind because mental health and, and you mentioned going through and, and still working through anxiety and depression. If somebody's listening to this right now and they're like, I am in the depth of despair. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you, do you have any suggestions for somebody just like, what do I even, where do I even begin? I would say, keep going. I, I, I honestly, I, I feel you and I see you and I, I can't say there's one specific thing because everyone's journey is going to be different, but I want them to know like that you matter, that there is light <laughs> within the darkness. And it's important to just do what we need to do to help support ourselves, whether it's like accessing different resources, um, being able to you know seek out support and help through different means, different communities. But I would say that, you know, you're not alone as much as those feelings when you're in the thick of it, it can always feel like no one understands or no one will understand, but know that you're not alone and it does get better. That in it's, it's interesting nowadays too, with, um, you know, you go on social media and everyone's like, my life's amazing. Everything's going extremely well. And um, I always admire you. You're always so real. You protect your energy when you need to. You share, like it's, you're just, I always see you with somebody that like so intentional. Um, And as I was thinking about this interview today, I was like, Siobhan is truly a trailblazer because working in workplace wellness, that wasn't a thing. Um, Like workplace wellness. It was like, yeah, take care of yourself, come to work, get the job done. Can you share with us what actually inspired you to work in wellness in the workplace? Okay, well, first off, thank you for calling me a trailblazer because like, I'm like, oh, okay, who is she talking about? So that's first thing. I'm like, okay, I thank you. Um, but the question about why, why, why workplaces when it comes to well-being? I think because we spend a lot of a significant portion of our lives and our time at work. And I think there's this misconception that work and life are separate, like there's work-life balance. And I've I've never really loved that term because it's very integrated when you really think about it. And especially now as the lines between work and life have become even more and ever increasingly blurred, it's hard to separate the two. Uh, especially when you do work that you're very deeply passionate about, passionate about, like the separation feels very, very difficult to make that distinction. And I think for me, and having personal experiences where I was experiencing my mental health challenges, they they were coming up at work. Uh, I was using work as well to mask a lot of the things that I was going through. So a lot of overworking, um, experiencing uh, microaggressions through different relationships with uh, at different companies and in different roles. Um, so many different, like having experiences where I didn't feel psychologically safe or safe at work, um, dealing with racism, all these different things <laughs> that had a direct hit on my well-being, right? And that a yoga class or a meditation class was not going to be able to, you know, quickly fix, right? (laughs) Exactly, right? So having, you know, that awakening and understanding that when we go to work, we don't just like leave ourselves at home. We, you know, we, we bring ourselves to work. And obviously we can't always do that you know, in its its truest forms where because, you know, for many different factors of not feeling safe or not having the environment to do that, but we essentially bring our humanity, hopefully, <laughs> to work. Uh, and ideally, we should be in spaces where we are able to be human. And often, that is not the case, right? And we might enter places where that's either sold to us or we feel that that might be the case and you get there and you're realizing that uh, you don't feel that you're safe, you don't feel like you belong, you feel like you are an under, you're in circumstances where you're dealing with overwork, overwhelm, lots of different things. And also on top of that, and I think the last couple of years have really brought that to the surface is that life 
continues to still happen while you're at work and you bring that into the workplace with you. Uh, we all experience the loss of loved ones. So you have grief, you bring that grief to work. And yes, you might have a bereavement policy, but those three or five days is not enough to package those emotions. So you still will, you'll be there as with, sitting with that. We have folks who are caregivers, you know, at various different types of caregivers, caregivers who are birthing parents, caregivers who are um, the partners of the, the birthing parents. We have caregivers of elders. We're at that age now where our elders are getting older and having to deal with all of the things that come with now becoming a caregiver to a loved one. Um, all of these different things that come in and we may not see the link directly of them uh, being sort of a wellness uh, issue or fall into the wellness bucket, but they do, right? So knowing that when we go to work, we are showing up as humans with human stuff, human challenges, human lots of things. It's not enough to say that from a workplace perspective that this is something you do on your own time. Because when we're here in the workplace, we're all here under the, the mandate and the mission of working together collectively. And why should that not be the same when it comes to our well-being? Right. We can't work together under us, brought, be brought in under we all work uh, uh, with specific values and specific mission and directions and strategy all rallied together. But when it comes to how you take care of yourself or how well you are in doing that, that's on you. And that never sat, <laughs> does not sit, never sat well with me, doesn't sit well with me. It feels like a very big disconnect. And it's not only limited to work. I think when you look outside of work, wellness is usually sort of seen as this thing is it's up to you it's your individual individualized sort of responsibility and when we really think about it we, we need each other it has to be a collective um, responsibility there's so many other collective aspects that impact our well-being in terms of um, the uh, ability for us to access certain things. So I think that's what really drew me in was realizing when I was going through many different circumstances and seeing like, oh, wait, like <laughs> I still got to work through all of this or not realizing or, or being in situations where you didn't feel supported or wishing that you had a certain type of support um, and, and being sort of hit at every turn with, uh, uh, kind of like responses that you wouldn't expect, <laughs> right? So I think that was really what motivated me um, to make a mark in this area or make this kind of the area that I wanted to kind of spend some time and hopefully make some good contributions. Yes, it it's just even being around you and and learning from you. There's so there's so much to learn, and this truly well being and wellness is the the bedrock of healthy companies. As you said, bring your humanity. If your humans are unwell and not feeling like feeling um, psychologically unsafe or just not taking care of themselves, being burnt out, how are you gonna increase your business if your people are unwell? <laughs> like. You can't expect performance or high performance or optimal. Mm -hmm. They're all the the big efficiency words. <laughs> if people are not doing okay, it's like when you think about it with athletes, like high performance athletes have to train, they rest, they're not on 100% of the time. It's the same thing when it comes to when we're working as well, too. Like we can't be on 100% of the time, we can't demand. Uh, like this 110% performance if we are not uh, taking care of ourselves or have, have the conditions in order to do that as well too. Yes. And that leads me to ask you, what's so exciting is that you're building a new company, Lightwork. And as I've known you for many years, I, I'm, I'd love to hear a bit more about how are you building Lightwork so it works for you? Oh, I love this. <laughs> Okay, so I think as like two folks who have been in the entrepreneurial like path for a while, we know that it can be intense, right? Especially if you're starting something new, you want to do all of the things. Um, I know for myself, I love learning. I am a recovering perfectionist. I am a, somebody who is team too much at times. And with this, 
I am constantly being very intentional about making sure that I am following a pace that is in alignment with my current capacity um, because my capacity has changed. <laughs> I also was very intentional and have been trying to be also very intentional on a regular basis you know, to make sure that I live up to the, the name of my company. It's called Lightwork, right? And it means that it is something that is about meant to bring about ease. It's looking at work from a different perspective in terms of, you know, taking away kind of the heavy, the heaviness that is often associated um, with work and all the associated things that can have an impact on our well-being. So for me, when approaching this new venture, I don't want to bring heaviness to it. And I have to be honest, like I have to catch myself sometimes because you might get excited or there's like sometimes a self-imposed pressure that I might put on myself to be like, oh, I should do this or maybe I should think about that or and I have to like check myself regularly and 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 do like just weekly check-ins to be like, okay, you know, how are we feeling? What are we doing? What's working? What's not working? Um, and that's a question I like to ask myself. Um, and also at the beginning and the start of this was like asking myself, you know, like what are some things that maybe or rules or beliefs or practices that I used to have or follow that are may not be serving me well right now in this season or may not serve me well for this particular venture, right? So knowing that I have a different capacity, knowing that I want to create something that is very much in alignment with um, ease, that is not following um, the path of doing things super, super quickly or fast, uh, just, just to say that I did it super quickly or fast, uh, knowing that I want to just run my own race, <laughs> that I be intentional about about doing that and like and when I have those moments where there's that misstep also being self-compassionate and being like you know showing myself that grace and not internalizing that so I think for me it's been about taking some time to sort of audit some beliefs um being okay with you know taking like taking time like not having to race to the finish because I define what the finish line is and a big difference for me with this venture is like really leaning into um, the value that I have about community and collaboration I think often when it comes to what we celebrate when it comes to success it's always about um, you know the individualized success or somebody overcoming something or doing something really amazing and epic but when we think about it no matter what the type of success is no one does that alone right? Like we're always have some type of support. So what has been really different with this and what I have been really loving and something that I realized that I was really craving um, was the opportunity to work and partner with others. So uh, I've been really intentional about like with like different ventures that I might work with, with different organizations, bringing in like other folks <laughs> that I know who are amazing and brilliant. Um, so our, my good friend, Shireen, <laughs> Shireen Ashman, like we're partnering, yes. Yeah, so like we're partnering on uh, projects together through Lightwork and her company, Sake, um, putting things together for organizations. Um, when things might come my way in terms of opportunities, if I either don't have the capacity or don't think it's the best fit for me, like, and what I mean by that often is that I could do it, but may, I may not necessarily should do it. Like, just because I can doesn't mean I should, right? Uh, I'll pass it along to somebody else who I think is amazing and brilliant and who would do a much better job at it. Like, even though I might have the subject, I might have some expertise in that area, I know someone who is even better, <laughs> you know, and who can teach me a few things and I can learn from them. I'm passing it over to them just because it came to me doesn't mean I need to keep it. Right. So I think that that's what's been very different in this is like that discernment, um, that self-compassion, uh, collaboration and community and just being OK with creating a version of success and light work that is very much my own. Oh, it's like oxygen, <laughs> you know, um, I have to say, 
just something that came to mind about when you were mentioning passing opportunities. Um, first of all, that's beautiful because it's such an abundance mindset that you're in. It's not like, oh, I need this. I need to work on this. Uh, even though it's like fitting a square peg into a round hole, pass the ball, something better will come in. But also you sent one of the most profound emails I've ever seen, just because y'all need to, we all need a reminder of this. We, we think everyone knows what we're up to and what we need in life. And you just sent an email to like your community saying uh, very clearly, like, this is where I'm at. This is what I'm looking for. Thank you. And I was like, right. <laughs> you can just, can you just maybe riff on that? What got you to just be like, Hey world, here's where I'm at. Like, so I think it goes back again to what I was saying about wanting to immerse myself very much about in community and releasing this belief that I have to figure everything out on my own. And to your point about letting people know, like, here's what you're doing. Like, I think it was more of that. It's just like, uh, there's many different things that I would love to do and aspire to and recognizing that I can't do this by myself. And there are so many amazing people in my community and my network that would want to help me if they can, or just letting them know what I'm doing and also let them know that I'm here to help you as well too. Even if it's just like cheering you on or please let me know. I add my note, I was like, let me know if there's things that I can help you with or what are you working on or let's get coffee together. Cause I think we're we're in a, a time right now where everyone's super busy like we're all we're connected through these different apps but uh we're only getting highlight reels of our of each other's lives which makes sense right like it's impossible to truly put everything out there um to everyone and you shouldn't <laughs> but at the end of the day we're all kind of just like busy doing a bunch of different things and even though you might put things out there or not post things people don't really know like we don't have a chance to actually really get to know like what's going on or what you need help with or you know what you would like to celebrate with somebody um and I think it was just an opportunity to again take the narrative about like hey you don't just have to wait until it's done to present hey here's this thing it's like hey this thing is in progress right now and I would really appreciate any, you know, good vibe support, um, any referrals or different things uh, about what's happening right now. You know, like I'm working on something and here are all the different things that are happening right now. And if it speaks to you, great. <laughs> Just letting you know, if not, you know, that's great too. But I also want to, as much as like, here's an ask or you know, here's what's going on, please also let me know. So I think it's easy to just be connected to each other, like very superficially, but not really know what's truly happening or what you might need help with. So I thought that was like just an opportunity to, you know, just get a step outside of the bubble, you know, and take away kind of this um, belief as well too, that uh it's not safe to do something like that. Cause I think an affirmation I have for myself and I think it kind of went viral on the internets <laughs> a few months ago was like, it's safe to be seen trying. And that really like stuck with me because as someone who is a recovering perfectionist, like you don't want to be seen trying, you want to be seen as, you know, an executionist or you want it to be seen done. So for me, that was a way, and again, like, you know, trying new paradigms with this type of work of wanting to create something very easeful uh, was it, you have to, it has to be safe to be seen trying. So you have to let people know that you're trying, you know, and if it doesn't work, it doesn't work and that's okay, <laughs> you know? Uh, so I think for me, it was important to do that because I've had many a project that people have not seen because there was that fear to be seen trying. So. <laughs> yes, that speaks to me. Absolutely. Ooh. Especially, I mean, I feel like if someone's listening to this or watching this, they will definitely relate to this. You're drawn to this conversation for a reason, whoever's watching this. What can you try? What can you put out there, even though it's not, you know, done? Like Siobhan didn't email us and say, hey, everyone, here's everything I accomplished. It was like, here, you know, it was, uh, it was layered. It was real. It was honest. And that's why it's like stuck to me. It's like, right, we can do this. In progress things. Like I think yes. there was nothing. Yeah. Cause it's like, here's an in progress thing that's coming. Here's a, 
here's another thing that I'm doing or I'm starting like, and that's okay. It's okay to share the things as it's happening. Uh, so it was like really an exercise of building the muscle <laughs> to remind myself that it's safe to let people see that you're trying and it's safe to also be seen. Right. So I think that I like to, uh, and sometimes it's a little bit of a bad habit of getting to this cocoon of just like, I'm just going to do the thing behind the scenes and then I'll pop up when it's like, <laughs> when it's ready. I might give you a glimpse or here too, but it, it's, it's never in its messiest state. And I think the messiness is what's needed, right? I think that's what we really relate to. And it gives us permission to know that we don't have to have all the answers to everything. We will never, ever have the answers to everything. And that people want to, to support you. Right. Like, I think it's easy to just get in your head and be like, everyone's busy. Like, I don't want to bother anyone, you know, and it's like, no, <laughs> like, if people will resonate, they will. And even if they don't respond, it's OK, too, because on the other end, you don't know what's going on in other people's lives either. So it's like, send it out and good things will come back. That's that's the intention. Everyone soak that in, take it in. <laughs> I feel like I really appreciate hearing that. I needed to hear that for sure. Uh, so something that you are working on that's really exciting is the is the easeful ambition deck. Can you tell us a little bit about the deck you're creating? Tell us about it. What is it? Yeah, so easeful ambition, it's a card deck, uh, which is essentially something that kind of arose uh, from just seeing a need to just change the way that we kind of approach our relationship with like our goals, our ambition, our work. Um, and I think it like the idea came to me like at the beginning of the pandemic. Um, so that just shows you again, like how long I've been uh, in this sort of cycle, <laughs> like just kind of like marinating with things and allowing, allowing things and projects to be birthed when they need to be birthed. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think for me, it was recognizing that like, even during a time of like so much change and upheaval, we're still working super hard. <laughs> like I don't, my, and, and having to work super hard and noticing that my capacity was totally different. So like at the height of pandemic, it was like one of my busiest times at work. And at that same time, also reckoning with the fact that I, my capacity was so different and realizing like, this is not sustainable. And I don't even have enough to give back and pour back into me and other personal projects and things that I also want to birth. So it kind of just was, it started off as like, you know, just some journaling of recognizing like, you know, I want something different. And, <laughs> and I think that, you know, maybe other folks might resonate with something like this. So I love card decks. I collect tons of card decks. And I thought that this would be a really great way to um, share kind of this particular like product um, or idea. So essentially, Easeful Ambition is like a deck with four different sections. So the first section is like deep work, which is invites um, folks to kind of reimagine or explore their kind of current relationship with like work and success and ambition. Like, how do you define um, success? Like, what are sort of your relationship with hard work? Like, what are some of the beliefs that maybe you've had over time that are no longer serving you right now? Maybe what are some things that you would love to do if you weren't af afraid of like failure or judgment or things like that? Um, inner work is essentially an opportunity to have kind of like those pep talks when we're feeling sort of overwhelmed, like those reminders to let us let us know that we can reimagine something different for ourselves. Because like just uh, as someone who is, you know, pivoting and doing different things, I, as I mentioned before, like I constantly have to check in because, you know, things happen. We're like, oh, I got a rush. And it's like, wait, <laughs> maybe I don't need to do that. So that's that section is there where you could pull a card to kind of just when you need those moments to just kind of like calm you down when you're feeling overwhelmed when you just need a reset uh there's a section on reimagining so i have been like really um just infatuated and like obsessed with the whole concept of like reimagining i think the last you know couple of years have really uh showed me that something else is possible 
right? I think for a lot of folks, like when you think about the big sort of movements of like quiet quitting and great resignation and all these different catchy names, but ultimately it's all about reimagining something different because we've seen, hey, we've kind of been on a hamster wheel for a while and this isn't working, <laughs> you know? And it's not working for everybody. So reimagining is an opportunity and an invitation for us to kind of think about how can you maybe do something different for yourself? Right. And then the last section is about recharging, which is very much the wellness and self-care. So it has like a set of like just quick tips to help you during the day, you know, to help with like regulating nervous system. You need a quick tip just to kind of like practice something as you work to help uh, center and focus on your well-being. So that's pretty much the card deck in a nutshell. And it was really about giving folks an opportunity to uh, just approach the way that we, you know, chase our goals, how we relate to being ambitious in a new way. Um, I think for me, like uh, my definition with ambition has really changed over time where it has been very much centered, you know, before initially on being ambition at, ambitious at work, like hitting your goals, hitting your your KPIs, getting your titles, your big wins, your promotions, et cetera. And we're also recognizing that that same work ethic also needs to be, or should be, should we should also aim to apply that to other aspects of our lives. So like, how can I be ambitious with my relationships? You know, how can I create, you know, be ambitious with how I take care of myself? Like, how can I like apply that ambition to you know, maybe having hobbies that I don't monetize, <laughs> like to having other goals that are not only centered on um, my livelihood, right? So I think it's that opportunity. I think that's what really has been birthed in putting that together um, and what I'm hoping people will get out of it. I am so excited to get my hands on one of those decks and also give them as gifts. And I also just had a vision of like, companies buying the decks for all of their that's so uh, cool. I almost said students but all of their Wait, yeah. <laughs> well thank you hopefully that happens because there will be a, a section on the site for amb easeful ambition at work so I love that you said that because that is also <laughs> an offering with this deck is that it's for individuals but also for organizations. So I have also some special um, packages for folks to work with organizations to talk a little bit about how we can, you know, do things a little bit different when it comes to well-being strategy and having opportunities to bring in some decks uh, for their employees. That is so cool. It, it, it's so, it, I was just kind of reminded, like learning, learning happens with a card deck. Learning happens through recipes. Learning happens through like, we got to get back to like in-person stuff too. And I love that so much that you have this deck because it's just like, as, as an employee, especially us as like, um, information age workers, pick up a deck, pick up, pick it up, change the course of your day through a question, through a, through a micro moment. So I think it's genius and I can't wait for awesome. the deck. So much. Yeah, I'm hoping it's just like little micro moments of learning or reflection because that's all it needs. But yeah, like I just in creating this, like my eyes have been open to just the amazing ways that you can use card decks as like learning tools. Folks use them as recipe cards, like all like it's not just tarot cards, like people do yeah. same things where um, you can use it as a really great communication and like almost like course like type of vehicle for folks from micro learning it it's so true like I have um like a card deck and I actually like take whenever I pick one up I take photos of it and send like text it to my mom and it's like a way we communicate with like I see you or like here's a little an inspirational moment like card decks rule people so like <laughs> I have a whole stack on like so can you like share with us more of your card decks in life like I want to see you picking cards in, in life so I'm gonna have yeah. to stay tuned your in Instagram stories it's like probably closer like to the launch but like I'll yeah. share what I have but like I really love the rest deck from Trisha Hersey um from that ministry like her deck oh, yeah 
amazing. Yeah. So she's got an amazing deck about rest. It's all about like 50 practices on like how to reimagine and, and um, look at our, our definition of rest as a practice. Um, I have a mother deck that I love called uh, the Tune In Deck uh, by Taylor Elise Morrison, which is uh, kind of a self-inquiry sort of deck. So it asks like lots of reflection questions um, to sort of tune in to our own relationship to self. And then the village has a really great card deck called Checking In. Uh, which is like a great uh, deck that focuses on our well-being. So they have like different sections and it's like meant to be like a conversation sort of game. So mm -hmm. I like that. So it's a great way to have like deep conversations with people about like how we take care of ourselves and how we take care of ourselves in community. So those are a few of some of the decks that I love. <laughs> I am so obsessed. It's, it's, also, what's so cool about decks, I know I'm going a bit of a deck tangent, but it's it's kind of like makeup where you can almost never have enough. Like, it's not like, oh, I bought this deck, so I can't buy this deck or like books. It's like, you can have many decks. Like, this is an abundance vibe. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's on like everything. Like, people have decks on like their pets. Like, like it, I, my eyes have been open to the types of ways and different types of decks that you can like about anything so I love that you mentioned that it's like an abundance sort of mindset mm -hmm. to it because anything you can dream up you can have a, a deck and another thing that I learned in this process is that you can have virtual decks like actual um there's like an app called deckable where you create yeah where you can create a card deck that people can purchase and it's virtual um, so that's really cool. And it's actually funny because like years ago, um, what I, I, I'm not super connected into what she's doing right now, but I used to like really follow Danielle Laporte and she had a card deck years ago on conversation starters and it was virtual. So it was so funny to see like years, like this was like probably 10, like 12 years ago. And now like seeing virtual card decks are like kind of making a bit of a resurgence. So that's also an option. If you don't want to do like the physical route, you can actually create a virtual deck and people will get it like looks like a, like a deck of cards, but they can swipe through them. So that's something I think I'm like exploring for phase two of this once I get the physical out, but that is another option uh, from a learning perspective that I think was like, I was like, oh, I see so many uses for this. <laughs> I'm so excited. Okay. We're going to drop links, share links to the wait list or, and once your, your deck is live also where everyone can buy it and just like, y'all get yourself some easeful ambition in your life. I have a couple more questions for you. Then maybe we'll, we'll wrap with some rapid fire, rapid fire, but it doesn't have to be like super rapid, but knowing you for so long and, and watching your evolution, I'm very curious to know how would you, what is success to you nowadays? How would you describe what success actually looks like or feels like? Oh I think that for me, like I've always loved Maya Angelou's like definition of success which is like success is liking yourself liking what you do and liking how you do it and it has served me well <laughs> and I think at various like points of life it's usually maybe more more of one over the other where it's like I think very early on it's like oh it's all about what I do you know it's all about you know, what my job is or how I'm succeeding in the job or the type of work that I'm doing and like, as you get older, as you like life happens, <laughs> as you kind of just proceed through this journey, you realize like, it can't just be overly focused on just the thing that we do, because we're so much more than that, right? Like we're so much more than a title or how, um, how we sort of exist in this machine of producing our labor, using, exchanging our labor for money, you know, and it's all about like, how do you feel, you know, like, how do you, how do you relate to your, you know, how do you relate to yourself? How do you feel about yourself? How do you, like, what community are you surrounded with or surrounded by? How are you pouring back into the community? So I think for me, my definition of success has, you know, has definitely stayed rooted in that, but I feel like the change is that it's very much more 
um, rooted in focusing on all aspects of that versus hyper-focusing on like one and that one being like the work aspect. It's very much now what I see success is like, how am I doing? Like, how is, how am I like, how do I feel in, in the doing? <laughs> like, how am, you know, how am I, how am I related relating to and being in community and community community with my family and my friends and how am I pouring back into community right like I it's not only about extracting it's like how am I how are we putting back in what are we putting back in um and that has really been like top of mind is like I have a like I'm an aunt <laughs> I'm a godmother it's like there's other folks <laughs> you know and with everything sort of literally on fire nowadays it's like I'm hyper focused on like what is the world <laughs> that we're that we're, we're leaving that we're that we're pouring back into like there's been so much extraction like literal extraction and we're seeing the effects of that now so it's like what can I pour back in you know whether it's through volunteering time sharing whatever that looks like so I think that is also something that I I'm holding into that definition of success too where it's like it's not only about just the labor or what I'm pulling, you know, out of things. It's like, what am I putting back into things? Like whether it's putting back into myself or putting back into the community. I love that so much because especially now and where see like our economy is, and it does seem like there's like a scarcity mindset to have people like yourself fill up your cup, your cup runneth over. So you have the ability to have the generosity of your time and, and giving more Oh, that just feels amazing and such a great reminder. Like fill up your cup so then you can help others, but do it from a place of of generosity versus extraction, as you said. I love that so much. And like there's another Maya Angelou quote. I'm probably gonna mess it up, but like to paraphrase it, it's sort of like when you're when if you don't know what to do, like focus on doing good. <laughs> you know, and I think that's another thing where it's like a lot of times I don't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think hope I think many people can relate to that it's like I don't know what I'm doing but whatever I can do like let's try to let's try to do something positive or something that's productive or good you know so I think that is something I'm also kind of holding on to <laughs> as well too it's like let me take care of myself so that I have the energy and ability to do some of the things that I want to do and pour back into into community so good. Before I get into the rapid fire, is there anything that I didn't ask you? Any topics that you just want to share about? Any kind of like anything that I didn't ask you that you want to talk about? Um, no, this was like a great conversation. I am curious about like what's awesome for you right now, though, if I can ask you. <laughs> yes. Yes. No, you cannot. No, I'm joking. <laughs> What is awesome for me? I would say, well, first of all, you being in your presence, I was just thinking, I, there's certain people in your life. Like I remember the moment I met you, like I remember the Italian restaurant with Pollyanna. It was like one of those, what do you call those? Like quantum moments where I'm like, Siobhan's really important. Pay attention. Like, so, like something's happening here. So it, it is truly awesome to me to get to know you and you've, and to be in your presence now, but also just appreciate all of your support and love over the years. And something I always so appreciate about you that I think is awesome that I want to have even more of in life is you always celebrate when people win. Always. I'm always, whenever somebody, somebody, we know something good's happening. You're always there being like, this is like amazing. Like, congratulations. Like we need more people like sell, like actually commenting great job and meaning it. So what's awesome is you and you're an inspiration to me to be like a better person. <laughs> That's my answer. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Yeah. Um, gotta, you know, gotta keep the good people around. And that is why I'm so blessed to, and I mean, you know, I have a, a baby who's three and a half months old and it's awesome that, uh, his grandma, his nanny can watch him <laughs> and have the space 
yes. podcast. What a joy. Um, okay. A few rapid fire questions for you. What is an awesome vacation spot that you highly recommend? Ooh. Well, I have a soft spot for Bali because it was like a solo trip. I know it can be like touristy and all that kind of stuff, but like, I just, when I went there, the people were just so lovely. I, it was my last trip before the panorama. <laughs> it was just like, it was just, it was just like a beautiful time because it just represented just like a different time, but it was just such a nice opportunity to go somewhere solo and just immerse myself into the trees, into the culture. And I really enjoyed it. Love that. What is, this is such a good one for you, an awesome self-care tip. What's an awesome self-care tip that you, <laughs> you recommend? Oh gosh. Um, this is not going to be super sexy, but it's going to be about like, just like leaning in into the tool of like self-compassion. Mm think that the moment we stop you know or that we start giving ourselves a bit of extra grace it 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 makes things so much easier like realizing that we have permission to take care of ourselves permission to rest realizing that we don't have to have everything figured out we don't have to be perfect that you know it's okay if we have moments where we're feeling overwhelmed or you know back to the earlier question that you're kind of you're in sort of in the in the dark period right now, just like having self-compassion and remembering that like those moments is a sign of our humanity, right? We, we don't want to go through life where you're sort of robotic, right? Like, you know, that's, I've been in those situations and it's like, it's, it's, a, it's a hard space to be where you're just completely numb. And it's just like, it's important for us to just realize that like, it's okay. Like you're not alone give yourself grace. Like every day I have to tell myself, like you're, you're doing this. Like I, I posted something today on my Instagram where I was like, Hey friends, this is hard. <laughs> <laughs> I am having a moment today. You are too. I see you, you know? And that was just me being like self-compassion. Like I'm going to get up and do this walk. I'm going to be scowling through it, but I'm <laughs> and that's okay. <laughs> right? So I feel like Self-compassion is the cheat code. And I know it's hard, but it's like, just allow for me. It's like reminding myself that I'm human. <laughs> oh man, that's good. I feel like I got to write down like just the <laughs> self-compassion is the cheat code. That is so true. Um, what is an awesome brand that you love right now? Hmm. Or product? That, I'm, I guess I'm probably just going to go with like, and I don't even know if it's like, an, I'll just go maybe go with like what I use all, like something that I'm using all the time that I'm not even realizing I'm using. This is going to sound so silly. It's my ear pods. Yeah. <laughs> and I think it's because like, I'll go for walks and sometimes, not all the time, sometimes I like to listen without anything, but like throughout the day, I might listen to like binaural beats, mm. which is, mm -hmm. you know, like a nice calming sort of music um I might use it to I use my airpods to do like guided meditations for breath work so I I didn't really realize like how much I I use them <laughs> so I would say that and I guess second runner up is my weighted blanket oh yeah I love that yes <laughs> so, and I don't know the brand of it but like me and that blanket I love it so <laughs> that sounds so nice wow. <laughs> um what is what is um, one awesome piece of advice that you have received? Hmm. I don't know why I'm drawing a blank now of when it's coming to <laughs> I don't know what it is. Um, I'm just going to like paraphrase it, but I think it's like about not being afraid to let, you know, actually give your work a voice. And I think I spent a lot of time, you know, believing that, and it, this came from lots of conditioning or whatever, but it's like, you have to let your work speak for itself. Mm -hmm. And it's like learning, like, no, give your work a voice, right? People, you have to let people know. It's okay to let people know what you're doing. It's safe to be seen trying. It's safe to let people see you. 
Um, and I think that like hearing that has been really helpful is like you, the things that we do are important to us and it's okay to let people know. You should let people know. Like they want to know, they want to support you. And it's like, you're doing a disservice by keeping it quiet because the person who might need it the most is not gonna know. So I think that would be advice that has like stuck with me. That's so good. I was, I I was also gonna ask you two more, like what is one final piece of advice you wanna give people? You kind of just gave me that great advice, but is there any additional <laughs> final words of wisdom for the for the people today? Yeah, final words of wisdom. I would just say, you know, just to remember that like, we are like our most important, you know, asset in this life. Um, and no matter like what it is that, you know, the job, what we're doing, the job that we have, all the different ambitious pursuits, none of that is possible without our focus on our like mental, physical, emotional, spiritual well-being. Uh, and you have permission to prioritize it, especially now more than ever. Um, you know, whatever that looks like in whatever accessible ways, because I know we can have a whole other conversation about <laughs> accessibility and all the different aspects of things about wellness and all how that needs to be reimagined. But I think ultimately I want people to know that like, you know, let the focus on your self-care and your well-being kind of be your your foundation and your anchor point. And also know that we don't have to go through life, you know, alone. And it's important for us to kind of lean on those community anchors that we have, um, that we don't have to um, be self-reliant in taking care of ourselves. <laughs> and how can listeners connect with you or if companies or people want to work with you, what's the best way to get in touch? Yeah, so you can get in touch with me at my website, uh, which is siobhanjohn.com, uh, or my email is info at siobhanjohn.com. Uh, there is a new Lightwork website coming, but you can get all the info from my existing website, but the Lightwork website is dropping soon, um, which I'm really excited about, but that's the best way is through my Siobhan website uh, to access and connect with me right now. Amazing. And all the other things, all the social platforms. Yes. <laughs> Everyone, you need to follow Siobhan. Like just, you must like, absolutely. Um, Siobhan, thank you so much for, for your time today. It's just a gift, honestly, to speak with you. I feel like I can breathe better after I talk to you. <laughs> yeah, I love our conversations. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening or watching. Excited to see you next week.